Hey y'all, welcome to Ducks in a Row. We don't have it all together and we don't always get it right, but here we turn to God's Word to help us get our ducks in a row. Okay, here we are, back, back at it. Um, and so this is Chaley and it's my turn, I guess you could say, to uh, pick the topic. <laughs> so this particular topic has been like burning in me for a very long time and I just have never really known how to verbalize it. So y'all are really, every, everybody, but especially y'all, are going to have to bear with me because I may have to like swing out to come back in. Like I might have to take the long way around just to like make my point we'll stick on the journey yeah we're ready we're ready we're We're here the ducks are not in a row for this at all like i gotta try to get them together by the end like that's the only thing is i've been like how am i gonna bring this home like this could this is going a lot of different directions okay so i'm I'm good with that but the thing that i really want to talk about is kind of like um like prepare the way for the Lord, you know, like kind of like a, I don't know how to say it, uh, but just preparing to make like, so I looked up the word. I'm a huge definition girl. Yeah. The Lord really uses like a literal definition to help me understand what it is he's trying to say. And so like the word prepare means to make ready before. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay this I, I can work with this so I just kind of want to share and discuss and talk about how like he is a God that makes ready before mm. he's the make ready before God for everyone and so we're going to take a little walk through the Old Testament and how he was a God that prepared and made the way before and we're going to jump into the new testament to see how he made the way before and then we're going to jump in like to today and how he is still making the way before us like Mm -hmm. he is a god that goes before so we're going to start really in genesis because when moses went and brought the israelites out of egypt and they, he parted the Red Sea, mm-hmm. so he made a way before. Right. Then the pillar of fire, the cloud by day, the fire by night, they had to go. They stopped when the cloud stopped, and when the cloud started moving, they moved. So like when they pitched somewhere, they never knew how long they would be there. Mm. They could be there for years. They could be there for a day. They could be there for a week. But when the cloud moved, they moved. Mm-hmm. So, he went before them, right, to lead them into the promised land, even though that took a very long time. And then you jump, like, hundreds of years to the Old Testament and the prophet Isaiah. Mm. And Isaiah 40, verse 3, says, A voice of one calling, in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. 
the rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory mm. of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together. That's good. I was like, oh, man. So then you jump to Isaiah 42. And so I say all this to say, what Isaiah is talking about in chapters 40 and 42 is Jesus. And this is hundreds of years before Jesus steps on the scene. So Isaiah is speaking to his fe- his uh, fellow Israelite people. And he's saying, a voice of one calling, prepare the way in the world, like prepare the way for the Lord. And so in chapter 42, it gets a lot more specific to what Jesus will be like. Like Mm. he literally is telling the people, this is what the Messiah will be like. And he says, hold on, hold on, let me find find it. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. Mm. He will not cry or shout or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break. A smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged until he establishes justice on earth. In his teaching, the islands will put their hope. This is what the Lord, God the Lord says, the creator of the heavens, who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth with all that springs from it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. So even here, hundreds of years, the Lord's telling them, like, the Gentiles, like, are going to be part of this promise. But yet this whole time, the Israelites are like, it's really just us. Like, your covenant's really just for us. Like, we are God's chosen people. And they are. Like, I'm not discrediting that at all. I'm just saying, like, he's he's foretelling them. Right. Like, acts. In Paul, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before. To open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not yield my glory to another or my idols or my praise to idols. And he says, See the former before they spring into being. See the former things have taken place and new things I declare. I am announcing them to you. So, like, that's literally what he does. It's, like, who he is. It's, like, his nature. So, you have that time frame. And then you can go to Malachi. We're still in the Old Testament here. Bear with me. Malachi is about 300 years after Isaiah. Could you imagine? I mean, like, Mm -hmm. hundreds of years has gone by. Like, Isaiah is, like, dirt now, obviously. And I thought this was really cool. The name Malachi means my messenger. Mm. And I could go off on a whole nother soapbox of how important it is of names. Like what you call something matters. Mm. But that's, a, that's like a whole other thing. But literally he was born to be a messenger. He was born to be a prophet of God. So Malachi chapter 4. And these are the last two verses in the Old Testament. It says... See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents. Or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. 
So basically he's saying, I'm going to send someone before the, you know, the end of times and he's going to turn hearts to their children and children to their parents. So a lot of people say that after Malachi, so between Malachi and Matthew, Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament. Matthew is the first book in the New Testament. It's about 400 years gap. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say God was silent. I personally, this is just me, I have no thesis or like anything to back this up. I just don't believe that. Mm. I, he's not a silent God. Like all through the Old Testament, you see how he was moving the heavens, moving mm. the earth, talking, speaking, declaring, prophesying. Like he's not a silent God. I think he started to to speak and move in new ways, but nobody could identify it. Mm. That's what I think. That's powerful. Yeah. Personally. Like I said, I don't really have anything to back that up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I think. So if you go to Luke in the New Testament, the first chapter of Luke, it talks about, it, it, it backs up a little bit. And it really gives you the full story of John the Baptist, which is actually a really cool story, and I highly recommend everybody to read it because it's really cool. But when you go to Luke chapter 1, verse 16, John the Baptist's father is a priest. He's in the temple. He got drawn a lot, basically. So, I mean, either way you look at it, he drew the short stick or drew the long stick. <laughs> but it was his turn to go to basically like the Holy of Holies. To minister to the Lord. He's at the altar. An angel appears and is like, Hey, Zechariah, your prayers have been heard. You're going to be, uh, you're going to have a son and you are to call him John. Mm. Very similar to what happened to Mary and Jesus. Very similar. And Zechariah is like, Well, how do I know that this is going to happen? And the angel was like, Oh, well, since you don't believe me, you're not going to be able to talk until all these things come to pass. But one thing that Angel says to Zechariah when he's telling him you will have a son and name him John, he says, He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah. Y'all remember what Malachi says? To turn the hearts of the parents to their children mm. and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So pretty much the same. So, like, it just all comes together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, he is a God that foretells. He is a God that foretells. He's a God that goes ahead. He's a God mm. that makes things ready. He tells us. He even tells us as he's doing these things, do we have the eyes to see? Do we have the ears to hear? Are our hearts open mm. to receiving what he's saying and I think in a lot of times, especially when you're in a valley season, it's so easy to sit and be like, I can't hear. I don't hear anything from the Lord. Or why are these things happening? Mm. Or why isn't this working out the way that I want it to? Why hasn't this door opened? I mean, there's a million things in the valley you kind of, yeah. you know, ask yourself and you, you start to ask the Lord. But I'm like... I'm a data person. Like, I love statistics and numbers, and I like to put all of it together and see it in, like, this really big picture. So, for me, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, well, the data says. Yeah. He, he's speaking. The data says 
He's a God that is going ahead and preparing the way for you. Like, that's what it says. So, if I'm not understanding, it does not mean that he is not making things ready. Mm. And I think it's easy to to kind of sit back and take a woe is me approach because the harder option is to grab hold of the truth and like declare it and believe it and have hope, right? Like mm-hmm. it's easy to be like, well, I guess that just wasn't supposed to work out or I guess, you know, I just maybe I'm not going to get married in my 20s or, you know, but it's easy to, to step back in doubt. It's a lot harder to step up in faith. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. But the evidence shows us that he's preparing the way. Like, he's going ahead. That's so good. So, I have every right. I have every... I have every motive to choose to hold on to the promise. So, you can hop on into the New Testament. So he, pre- he prepared the way, we know, in the Old Testament. We just read about that. And then we know he prepared the way for his son. That's what right. John the Baptist did. Like, mm-hmm. that is literally what his, you know, God-given purpose of breathing on earth was, was to prepare the way for Jesus. So we see that in Luke chapter 1. Um, but even Jesus told his disciples... In John chapter 16, he like straight up told him, and y'all, this is actually like, it's kind of comical, you know, like when you read stuff and you're like, that's actually kind of funny. This is how this is. So John 16, 16, this is what Jesus says. In a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. Some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? And why is he saying, I'm going to the Father? And they kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. And then Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said in a little while you will see me no more and then after a little while you will see me like that's hilarious to it me. is like it's kind of like with your kids you know like you tell them not to do something but you can tell like by their body language or by the movement of their eyes like you know what they're about to do and you're like don't do that and like delta ray specifically my oldest she'll be like how did you know and i'm like i just know mm. yeah so I just thought that was like comical that he was like, is this what you're saying? Like when it obviously knows. And then he said, I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because the time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice. And I think sometimes, like, Jesus just laid it out so clearly. Yeah. And I think in other times, he was basically like, hey, I'm about to die. And they were like, why I don't, Why are you saying that? Like, what do you mean when, what do you mean when you say you're about to die? And it's like, that's what he meant. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. He literally, like, so Jesus foretold his death to the disciples. Mm. But it wasn't really until hindsight that they fully understood. 
That's good. And I think that's just really how it is with us today. Like he tells us what is to come before. And honestly, it's it's prophecy. And I think people start to wiggle in their seat when you say the word prophecy or you say, I prophesy. Like people are like, but if you say, I just believe the Lord is about to such and such, and people aren't as uncomfortable with that. Yeah, but I'm like, softens. you're literally saying the same thing. Like, yeah. anyways, that's kind of a soapbox for me. But um, but he does, like, the same thing today. He goes before us, and he gives us signs. You know, like, for me, it's dreams. Or it's, I will literally hear him speak, not audibly, but, you know, like, in my spirit. And I'll hear him say something, and I'm like, I heard what you said, but I don't know that I know what you mean. Mm, like, yeah. I heard what you said, but it makes no sense in, like, my natural mind. But it's like, and this is where y'all are, This I've taken my long way around. So, but, like, how do we hold on to it? How do we process it? It doesn't make sense today. But choosing to believe that the tomorrows, because I know that like we got a prophetic word in December of 2019. And immediately after that word, everything started to go the opposite of what the word said. Mm. Are you going to tell us what it was? No. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just saying like when we hear the Lord. Yeah say a thing and things around us start to go the opposite one it's hard but like let's discuss how do we what do we do how do we choose to believe how do we persevere how do we hold on to hope when everything seems so opposite and then that is a continuum for years yeah okay <clears throat> I'm, just, I'm just processing I'm like, <laughs> I know that's why I was like this could go a lot of different ways but I just think it's really important for for people for us for whoever that listens to understand like just because it doesn't look the way the Lord said mm. it would be today that just means it's not over and you have to have the hope in the wait, like, you know, Isaiah's talking to the people, like, prepare the way for the Lord. Like, he's going to, you know, raise the valleys up and knock the mountains down. And the Gentiles, like, he's going to be a light to the Gentiles. And I'm sure people were like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then they never even got to see it. Mm. Yeah. So, and we talked a little bit about this last time, too. Like, all of our promises aren't for us. But you still, like, we're still the baton holders. And you still have to run the race. You still have to get across the finish line to give your baton to whoever is behind you to carry that promise at the allocated spot. Because if you quit, then you've made people that are coming behind you have to run twice as far. So, like, the encouragement of... (laughs) That was a really loud space. If we could hear that in our headphones. Uh, But just like the encouragement of staying on, staying on track. Yes. Staying on task. 
I think I'm instantly thinking, number one, when you're walking through a season and what does that look like when you get a word or other people confirm what you're hearing and yeah. you keep do you keep moving towards that or do you still sit back and wait on the Lord? Like, yeah. I always have a struggle of like, when do I move forward? When do I wait? Yeah. When do I move forward? And when do I wait? And I think that what I've learned is that he's so loving. And even though he's preparing a way, right? It's not really our job. It's our job to partner with him, but it's not our job to make that happen. Right. 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 And, um, but I do think that's difficult, (laughs) difficult when you're in the preparing of the way. Yeah. And And it's kind of like what we said too, like you can hear what he says and not know what he means. Cause a lot of times we'll hear the Lord tell us something we're like, Oh, it'll be like this. Well, chances are, if you can think of it, that is not what he has in mind. That's, that's what I've learned. Right. Like, hindsight for me has always been like, oh, that's what he meant. Oh, that's what he meant by that. Oh, that's what he was doing. I I did not see that. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of an example. I'm trying to think. I probably should have thought of one earlier. I'm sorry, guys. Amory's like, go back to tell me the word. (laughs) I feel like that's what's on her mind. Like, what was that word? Um... An example of like when you hear the Lord back. say something and you're like, oh, okay. And you're like, well, he must be talking about my job or he must be talking about my marriage or he must be talking about. Because it's our instant reaction to like, especially when he gives you something like, you know, I'm calling you into a season, whatever. It's my instant reaction to be like, okay. Like, this needs to be placed here. This needs to be placed here. This must mean, right, to, like, problem solve the puzzle. Yeah. And then when the puzzle pieces are not working in the places you think, it's like, am I hearing wrong? Did I hear wrong? And then that's when you start to know. I think that, for me, has turned into when I know that he has spoken to me. It has been... I have had to come, I've had to come to this because there have been times where I know that I've heard from the Lord and I've tried to make it happen in my mm. own will. But now because I've messed that up so many times because I've done that so many times, I'm in a spot now where it's almost um it's almost like confidence that comes with it, yeah. like yeah. an mm-hmm. like a a confidence in something you don't have the answers to. Yes. So like stepping into st- like making a decision about un- you know unknowns and like things that you don't have the answer to. When when you don't have the answer to it but you know that's where God's calling you and there's confidence in that step and you're not when I'm trying to make it happen on my own, yeah. it feels like chaos. Yeah. It feels like I'm doing everything in my power and it's hard. But when mm-hmm. I step into it and there's this confidence mm-hmm. and it's just, even though I don't have the answers, I just know what I just mm-hmm. know in my bones, like that it's, it's coming my way or it, it's around the corner there. There's confidence in that step that I don't have. Like I don't have it when it is by my own will. Right. 
But when it is in the Lord's will, you can tell me all day what a dumb idea it is. You can tell me all day that it doesn't make sense. But I know. Yeah. I know inside of me, this is where we're walking. Yeah. And I don't know. Okay, so I'll give you a story. Okay. Okay, so... And, and this is a great time for me to give an update to my friends and family on this whole situation. So oh, here we go. Here you go. Here we go. Um, but so we had a situation that of a family that had approached us about adopting their mm-hmm. baby. And this is going to sound weird, but like that comes up a good bit when you're an yeah. adoptive family. Like some people are just like, I know this these people that are thinking about adoption and you know would you and we hear that and we're like you know that's a huge decision to make number one we're here for you if you need anything but we are I guess in a seasoned place where we aren't just like oh yeah let's talk like let's you know we'll love to adopt your child like we do want to adopt again but we know that it is gonna happen when it's in God's will for it to yeah. happen and that, you know, that'll work out, you know, yeah. no matter what. Okay. So with this family, you know, there was at the beginning of it, we just didn't really commit wholeheartedly because we just stepped into foster care. We were kind of waiting, you know, we felt like we were pulled into foster care and that, that, that was a whole thing the Lord prepared in us, mm-hmm. you know, like we didn't go to that willingly. And, right. and now that we were in it, we're like, okay, are we just being handed this like situation that is kind of as an adoptive parent, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of best case scenario for us, you know. Yeah. It was, um, there was a lot less work and effort that was going to go into it than there was the first time around. Well, the only part of it that we did not know how it was going to work was to finance this, um, this adoption, and we we just kind of wait on that. You know, we let that, we let that hang over us and it got to the point where they kept talking to us and they kept talking to us and we could just kind of kept thinking they were just going to change their mind. Mm-hmm. They were just going to walk away. Like this wasn't going to happen. And, um, we, uh, we were kind of shy from it, but when the point came where we were supposed to meet them, the day that we were supposed to meet, um, Taylor and I got into this huge argument over nothing, over yeah. absolutely nothing. And uh, it was just such a bad day that for no reason, you know, it was yeah. it was just when we were both just in bad moods, like yeah. we were attacking each other instead of yeah. like just realizing like yeah. we need we both needed a nap or something. <laughs> and um, but we were so ill that I kind of said hey we're just not going to do this today like I don't like us today they're definitely not going to like us today like Mm. we're not going and so I text you know the person that's kind of our contact in this whole story and I was like listen can you just tell them that we are sick (laughs) tell them that we have the flu like tell them our car broke down on the way there lie to them for us you know I was just like I was like please we want to meet them but I don't want to meet them in the state that we're in together and so he you know was like I'll do what I can do and of course they were disappointed that we didn't and that's not like us like when we say we're going to be there we're going to be there and but 
it just didn't feel right that day. So, so we felt like we couldn't walk into it mm. not feeling right. And so we didn't. Well, a couple days later, keep in mind, we haven't like broadcasted the story to everybody. We have told, you know, a few close friends, like our family about this potential situation, but it was nothing that we were like telling, you know, the whole community about yeah. like when it came up it came up but it wasn't you know, something we just you know were telling everyone yeah. yet and um a few days later somebody that we know um but not someone we directly told about this uh called and te- called me and was like hey are you home can I come by for a minute and I thought what's happened yeah like, what yeah of yeah. course you know it was so it was so random, like, you know, they're not somebody that's random in my life, but it was out of, random out of place, yeah. you know, and um, I was like, yeah, absolutely, come on, you know, I thought, like, she had a wreck close by, and I, yeah. I was here at home, you know, or something, and um, when she walked in, um, she said, my husband and I have been looking for somewhere to tithe, mm-hmm. and we want to give you the money to adopt the baby mm. that you have been talking to. Uh, I don't know. It was like, it, it was like I wasn't on the earth anymore. Mm. It was just, it, and we had just, I'm sure we were, I'm sure that we were both thrown off the day we were supposed to meet them because we didn't know how it was going to work out. Yeah. Like we didn't know. Yeah. We didn't know what to do. And, and then you know this like miracle happens in my kitchen and I'm just crying and I'm like why did I doubt like why did I question like why why did my faith waver you know like the way was prepared Mm. like I questioned I questioned this but the way was prepared Mm. and of course I was just I was excited but I was also like kicking myself that I didn't like step out anyway well, so fast forward when, you know, we get everything lined up. We have we have the social worker, the attorney, like everyone is lined up, and now it's time to actually go meet them. And the funds are there. Like she, the amount they get, I ju- Taylor said, Taylor had just said, I don't see how we can do this for less than $10,000. Uh-huh. And... I don't have ten thousand dollars in my bank account, and they showed up and wrote us a check for ten thousand dollars. Like, and and it was just, it was just crazy. It was absolutely crazy. So then, so we're just like, oh my goodness, like this is gonna happen. Yeah, like this is this is gonna work out. Like everything is, everything is working out. And fast forward to where now we get through the holidays. We kind of postponed meeting because of the holidays. Well, now we've gotten through the holidays, and it's the day we're supposed to go meet them. And then they tell us that over the holidays, they met with another family, and they're going to move forward with them. Wow. And so then I was just, like, just angry, you know, because I was thinking, why didn't we go? Why didn't we go that day? Like, why did we, why did we not go that day? And I still question, like, is that, is that an opportunity that 
we dropped the ball on or because I told myself that day I was like if it doesn't work out because we didn't show up today this is not our kid yeah and I I said I said that out loud when I made the decision not to go and so when they did back out and even though everything was lined up and I was just thinking man this is gonna happen you know And, and then it didn't it was almost like I knew, okay, well, there's my answer. Yeah. But it still made me question. Yeah. yeah. It still made me question it, you know. And just like, you know, Moses and them walking over to the sea, you know, question, like, well, where are we supposed to go? Mm. Like, you know, I mean, obviously not <laughs> not this way, you know. <laughs> and, and anyway, but it was prepared the whole time. Yeah. So. So I still don't know if I know the answer to that. But at the same time, it was almost like, it was almost like a, a breakthrough moment for us. Because even when, even when we got to the point where we learned they had met somebody else and they were probably moving forward with them, we had already lived through this moment of God's provision and Mm. God's preparation and like just the slap in the face of the reality of how he has set this up to work out for us, you know? Mm. And, and it made me, it made me laugh at all of it because I was like, why do I, why do I doubt? Like, why did I, why did my faith waver? Why did I question? Like, this is on our heart. Like we, Mm. we want this, you know? And, um, and even, even though we wanted it, it was like, we were just trying to figure out how to make it happen in our own way. Right. Yeah. You're you know? natural. Yeah. And when I was trying to make it happen in my own way, it never worked out and it made me feel crazy. So I was just like, I don't know if this is right, mm. but I was never supposed to figure it out in my own way. That's good. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was never, I was never supposed to figure it out. And now, you know, I know that it gave us this lesson in provision and preparation and and all that I don't know I know that there are going to be things that pe- I feel like there's going to be things that piece together for us in the future that I'm going to look back and go yeah that's why we've had to go through that you know that's why we had to have that lesson you mm. know but it's it's wild that that's not even the first time we've been at that point you know we had we had a failed adoption before we had Isaiah and that that instance you know I it was crazy too because we were thinking about this baby that was supposed to be born premature yeah. I was stressed out thinking we were going to be back in the NICU mm. and then when that adoption didn't work out I thought I, I would think I'm going to ask the Lord when I get to heaven what that was about mm. why did we have to walk through that yeah but now yeah but yes. now I know that that baby that we lost ended up in foster care and that mom who mm-hmm. knows I love her kid has kept in touch with us and I've gotten to watch this journey that she's been on mm. and she got all of her kids back and her life is completely changed mm. and she has come to know the Lord like her kids are going to know the Lord and wow. and it 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 was like the answer 
to why we had, you know, I've gotten to see the answer of yeah. why we had to walk through that. But in it, you're like, and it brought me to, it brought me to where we are now yeah. in the foster care world. I ne- I never think I would have said yes to step into this world had I not had that mom in my life and had her wow. story to get me there. But there was this season where I was like, what are, what was that about? Yeah. What was that about? And it was now, I, now I'm more and more understanding all the time how. He weighs nothing. How, yeah, how much, how much each moment prepares me for the next season I'm stepping mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. And how much the foundation is becoming firmer and firmer in my faith to walk into these things where the Lord is calling you that you don't have the answers to. Right. You know, like to to walk across the sea, you know, to yeah. walk on water, to yeah. like do to do the things that he's preparing us for. It's like it's like we've been built through these seasons yeah. that are preparing us for the next step. And in that in that hearing from the Lord and stepping into it gets easier because of the steps we've already taken. Right. But at the same time, we we had to take those steps. Yeah. You know? Like I feel like that's something that people miss out on is that they have this calling on their life that mm. they don't think they don't know how it's gonna come together. Mm-hmm. And because they don't figure it out in their own way, mm. they don't step out on faith to see how God is gonna prepare and provide and put it together yeah, for them because he good. doesn't want yeah. it he doesn't want you to do it in your own way he you wants can. you to do it in yeah. his way yeah his way is where the miracles come in his mm. way is where the story gets written down yeah. for us to carry over for thousands of years you know yeah. his way is his way is what changed the world and changed the hearts and points people towards him if That's we do right. it in our own strength we don't have any reason to point towards him. Right. You know? Preach it, Amory. Go, girl, go. <laughs> that was good. I was trying to find, this made me think, there's another verse, and it's in it's in Isaiah somewhere, and I don't have the verse, and I don't, so I don't have it, like, right in front of me, of, like, what it says. But basically, what the gist of the verse is, to the effect, it's, it's talking about Jesus. So Isaiah is still setting up the Messiah, and he says something to the effect of, like, when he's come, like he will not be, he will not be like full of majesty or splendor, like what you think he will look like on the earth. Mm. Like he, he will look just like one of us. He will be gentle in spirit and quiet and humble. And it just, it gives all of like the physical and personal attributes of who Jesus is. And then like they still missed him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, like, what you're saying, it's like, you would have to choose to believe that he was the Messiah, like, when he came. And it's like, we have to choose to step out and believe that, just because it doesn't look like, like, all of the Jewish people, the Hebrew people thought that the Messiah, they still think, is going to be like a warrior, like a, like a, they thought he would come and, and, usurp Rome essentially mm-hmm. and sit on a throne mm. and God was like that's not what I have in mind and I think sometimes when he speaks to us about particular situations in our life we're like oh then it's going to be a guy and he's going to come sit on a throne 
it's we're the throne people. We're the we're the Hebrew people thinking that it's going to look this particular way. And God's like, that's not what I have in mind. Mm. What I have in mind is an eternal purpose. What I have in mind is a forever thing. That's good. It's not just this one little pretty package. Yeah. And like, will you trust me to bring forth all that I can put in you and prepare in you and do in your life? Like, will you let me have it so that mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. make it look like I said it would look? Because like Isaiah 55, like kind of like what we were saying, like when you receive a word or you know this is what the Lord wants you to do and you're like, I don't know what this is going to look like. Isaiah 55 says like, my word will not return to me void. It will accomplish that which I set out for it to do. And it's like, do I believe it? Mm. It's almost like there's a level of trust in preparation where you have to um when I think of the word prepare I think obviously you prepare when you're unprepared yeah you know you're preparing because you're not ready and what's there to get ready for if you don't believe it's coming yeah you know like why would you prepare for the storm that never comes why would you prepare for the trip that you never take like why would you but i think that's too it's like why it's so important to spend time with the lord yeah regularly Mm -hmm. just like you said like in his loving kindness he he prepares us like in his loving kindness Mm -hmm. in that time Mm -hmm. alone he makes our hearts ready he gets our minds ready like if we'll trust him and believe that, like, that's where he's right. carrying us. And that was, like, kind of my my point is, like, he is a God who goes ahead and he's kind enough to even give us warnings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you're about to step into an ant bed. I wouldn't step into an ant bed. But if you're bound and determined mm-hmm. to go this way, I'm just letting you know it's going to hurt. Like, in his loving kindness. And then, you know, most of us, like, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes me, I'm like, well, here I go. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah for sure. No, and that's then I'm too. like, oh, man, I got bit by 100 ants. <laughs> but, like, you know. I think it's encouraging, too, because I think the different seasons that he takes you in, number one, he stretches your faith because he prepared you or he's preparing you and he knows that you can take it, right? Yeah. And I think that that's really loving. I don't know if he knows you can take it or if he wants you to hand it to him. Yeah. Mm, you know? That's good. Yeah. Because I, I hear that so much. Like, the Lord won't give you anything you can't handle. I'm like, well, uh, if, I, if I could handle it, then what would I, I mean, go yeah. to him? Yeah. You know? I think, too, in direction, like, are we constantly asking him which way to go? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think it's really easy to get caught up in our in our current life season and our what's like right in front of us. But like, I have to ask myself a lot. Like, did I ask the Lord which way to go? Yeah. Like when I come to a decision. Yeah. Y'all asking each other, did I pray about? Did <laughs> yeah. you pray about yeah. it? Did you Always. pray about this? Yeah. Did you pray about that? Have you asked the Lord? <laughs> 
No. Okay, we'll go ask the lady. I know there's been so... Y'all, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Okay, so the other day I was in the car, and I was... <laughs> I was driving down the road, and I have not had... I have not had heat in my car all winter. So, Aww. like, when... <laughs> so stupid. Well, listen. And I'm just used... <laughs> and I just, like... We just bundle up when we get in the car. Like, there's only been, you know, that one little winter yeah, storm yeah, where yeah. it was super, super cold, cold that we ended up actually driving my mom's car up to Tennessee for a holiday or something. And... Um, but other than that, we've just kind of bundled up when we get in the yeah, car. Yeah. And... and I don't know why this hit me so hard the other day. I was like, um, Lord, you parted the waters. You, I'm asking you for healing in my body. Why have I not asked you to fix my car? Yeah. And I, and, and so I was like, I was like, Jesus, just turn on the heat. You know, I started praying yeah, that yeah. the heat turned on. It my didn't. heat is working in my car. Shut the I door! promise. I That's promise, amazing. I promise you. After we left, y'all, the other night, it was, listen, we got in the car. We were here. Okay, so we were hanging out with um, Chaley and Rebecca and their families. And when we left Rebecca's house, we got in the car. And Taylor and I looked at each other. Like, when it when we cranked I the car. Cannot. I literally have chills. I swear to you, when we got in the car. When we got in the car, the the air wasn't even set on a high temperature. It was like, because we never used it. Yeah. And it was set on something pretty low, but the heat was running. And we <clears throat> looked at each other, and I was said, is it warm in here? And he was like, I think the heat's on. And we, we laughed and laughed and laughed. And I said, Taylor, I prayed over the car the other day. <laughs> I prayed over the car, oh my and he goodness. just and he laughed at me after that. He was like, "You prayed over the car," and then, and then I was like, say, "Look at this hand." I said, "Well, I've been hearing Jaylee and Rebecca go. Have you prayed over that?" Yeah. And I was sitting there, I was laughing because I was thinking about the things I've prayed for, and I've asked the Lord for, but I had not asked Him to fix my car. You know, that is and. So- and and, I, have, and I and I literally have the, chills all the time. And now the last like what was that like a week or two ago? Yeah, yeah. A week ago. And like every time Taylor's been working for a couple of days, and then he's home, he goes, he's like, "Is your heat still working?" Like he's waiting on it to turn off. And I'm like, "Yeah, and yeah, it's not gonna it's stop. Still on. Gonna the stop. heat is working." Yeah. And uh, anyway, that is that so is, cool. Right after we left, y'all, yeah, That's that night leaving so your house, cool. the heat turned on in my car, and I was. And I know it was because I prayed over it. It was so funny. That is all. I have chills. I'm going to come come pray for more stuff. Is Paul here still? Did Paul leave? Tennis. Oh, tennis. Tennis balls? Tennis balls? Isn't Greg's playing tennis? Yeah, but we didn't order no tennis balls. Oh, maybe maybe you won something. I have no idea who that is. (laughs) Text Paul. My phone was over there. Oh. Grab it. It probably didn't stop. Okay, sorry, guys. That's holy. I don't know. We got miracles happening. I know. I'm like, I need, to, I need to pray for more things. <laughs> or did it stop? I wonder how That's amazing. Like, that is I'm amazing. That is amazing. I just made my day. Now, now I've been hit with this, like, continuing thought of, like, what else do I want to pray yeah. for? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, girl. Yes. My faucet, um, my bathroom, sink, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Bill Johnson has a really good... That story makes me think he has a really good sermon where he's 
kind of like talking about engage, like asking God for explaining like how God cares about the big things on your list and the small things on your list. And like he was at home flipping through like a magazine. Sorry, Bill Johnson, if you ever listen to this <laughs> and I get these details wrong. But uh, sure he was like flipping through a fly, yeah, a fly fishing magazine. And like there were these flasks on like, you know, like flasks, like, flask, like the oh, drinking flask, okay. yeah. you know, on That's the what page. I was thinking. I was like, it has to be like a fishing. No, tool. but I guess and he was like. He was like, you know, to put my water in. But anyways, uh, he was like, oh, that would be kind of cool to have. Like, it just a thought. Yeah. So a week or a month goes by, and they go um, to a, a city, him and Benny go to preach at somewhere. And uh, one of the women come up after the service, and they're like, oh, I got you a gift. And he opens the box, and it's one of those little flasks. Oh, and he that. just was like, he giggled because he was like, Lord, of all the things on my list, yeah. this is at the bottom. Like, <laughs> it was like a, he was saying the same thing, like, we're praying for body healing. Like, I'm believing for some huge thing. I'm asking you, he was like, I'd much rather have one of these things <laughs> at the top. That's funny. But he just kind of um, went into how, like, he is the God that cares about the big things mm-hmm. and the little things. And honestly, that message gave me the faith to start asking for those little things. And mm-hmm. we have to believe that he is preparing the way and getting things ready for the big things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, sometimes, like, in particular, to just to stay on Bill Johnson, like, his wife just passed away because mm. she was sick. And they prayed, obviously, and were believing for a miracle of healing. But I think also we have to be open to seeing that healing may not look like to us yeah what we yeah. want it to look like yeah. and same with the miracles on the big things mm. and the little things is like yes i'm believing and i'm standing in faith that you'll work this out like i want it to yeah but if you don't right if it doesn't look like i want it to mm. i still have to believe yeah like i still have to yeah to believe that you've worked it out in your way and that your way is the best way. Yes. And that your way, and I'm not saying like the enemy can't come in and wrong right. and steal. And I believe all of those things. But I'm just like, if we just stay on like what God does, I think sometimes we just have to be open to Him working it out in a particular way. Like when Gunny Lou was a baby, her ears were horrible. She always had an ear infection. We finally got tubes, and what had happened, there was, like, hard scab tissue in her ear. So the tube couldn't even do what it was supposed to do because mm. of all the scab around mm. the tube, which is really frustrating. So I was praying for healing for her ear. And in my mind, I just wanted her ear to open. Yeah. Like, I just wanted it to open. And, I mean, this was for months, and she would still get ear infections, and I would just be uh, so frustrated. And then, finally, one day, I was like, I believe you're going to heal her. And whatever that healing looks like, I'll take it. Mm. And we went to the doctor, like, the next week, and he got in her ear, and instead of her having to get second tubes, because I just didn't want to have to pay for tubes again, honestly. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, but I found a new ENT, so I took her to a new place, and he used his microscope or whatever, and he got the scab off, and then her, and then her ear was open, but that never, uh, that never crossed my mind. I just thought, 
She yeah. was just going to stop having ear infections. Yeah. It's like, I thought it was going to look one way. But as soon as I opened my mind for it to look whatever, whatever. way, yeah. then that happened. Yeah. That's and good. I was just like, oh, okay. And I know that's not like a huge thing. No, but it, it is. It was for us at the time. It grows your faith. But yeah. yeah, and it really just opened my perspective to, it's not always going to look like what I think it will, what mm. I think it should, and what I want. Yeah. But I have to believe, like, I have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. So, but in ways, like, he was preparing me for that, right? Like, he he, he was going to heal her ears the whole time. Like, he was getting all those things ready. You know, like, I just feel, like, so passionately about, like, he is always giving us the signs. He's always giving us direction. Mm. He's always giving us instruction and warning and, you know, do I have the eyes to see? Do I have the heart to be open? Am mm-hmm. I willing to, to shift my perspective? Like, and so it kind of comes back to that, like, teach me. Search me, teach me. Mm-hmm. Am I looking at this wrong? Like, because obviously things are going the way I think they should, you know? Like, and the same thing, like, when you hear the Lord say something. Like, we did receive a word in... Um, I'll share some of it where the guy was basically like, he kept saying like Africa. I just see Africa. Like it's huge. I don't know if y'all have a heart for Africa. I don't know if y'all have a ministry in Africa, but da, 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 da. So after we get the word, I was like, Paul, do you have a heart to go to Africa? (laughs) And he was like, not really. And I was like, me neither. And I was like, maybe it's because like, one, I cannot stand racism like I cannot stand it at all prejudice racism it makes me infuriated and I feel like we kind of live in a place that's kind of prevalent (laughs) but anyways the next subject and um I was like maybe it's like our heart so there is no divide like maybe that's what it is yeah I was like okay I guess that's that's what it is so like months go by months go by and we're on a plane going somewhere, and I'm reading a book, and it's this book on prophecy and like prophetic words. And he says sometimes the Lord will give you a colloqu- a colloquialism, and I was like, "What's what a is colloquialism?" <laughs> He's like, "Where he tells you something, but it's not like it's it's kind of like um, it's not the literal not Africa. It yeah. is like." What is Africa like? Mm. So, like, you know, Jesus said in Matthew, like, 20-something times, the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer that went out to sow seed. Like, so when I hear words, and it doesn't make a lot of sense, I have to remind myself, the kingdom of heaven is like this. And then it helps me shift my perspective to, like, what's kind of going on in the spiritual. But anyways... So I just started looking up Africa, like, and then he he reminded me of that word, mm-hmm. and I looked up Africa, and Africa is the richest continent of natural resources, and I was like, mm. resources. That's what he meant. Like when he said Africa, what he meant is like he is going to provide us with natural resources. Oh yeah. And I was like, light bulb. Oh my God, Paul, you're not going to believe this. And so, like, I explained, of course, I said the word colloquialism, and he was like, huh? <laughs> uh, but, 
I was like, it's like Africa. Like, I was like, Africa is the richest continent of natural resources. Well, lo and behold, right after that word, I, I didn't have any resources. <laughs> like, I didn't even have, like, $2 to my name. Like, and if so, it's just like one of those things where you receive this word, and it's like, oh, yeah, the Lord's going to provide. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so, so, and so we had to hold on to that promise. And, like, wrestle with that promise. And scrape and claw to, you know, believe that we would always have the resources that we would need. Mm. And, you know, we still have ups and downs and all of the things. But now I can look back and be like, I've always had the resources the mm. resource that I need. Yeah. Like, and sometimes I have to remind the Lord. I'm like, you know, you told me I was going to have the resources. So I'm going to need you to provide those, please. But just like he's always telling us these these things. He's always showing. He's always, you know, and just choosing to believe and, and go with it. And that was just really what was on my heart to mm. talk about so and share. So <laughs> Okay, guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Ducks in a Row. We hope that you're encouraged and always know that the Lord is preparing a way for you, whatever you're walking into. Tune in next time.